Welcome in Braves Today, bravestoday.com, Braves underscore today on the Twitter. He is Lindsey Crosby. I'm Ben Taylor, and we are excited because everybody wants to be Mr. June now that we keep bringing it out. But that's fine, as the true colors are showing from everybody. And I mean, I, I even include Ozzy Albies has jumped in there, but Eddie Rosario is probably making the biggest push thus far as he and Otani are the major league home run leaders for the month of June thus far. So let's go ahead and talk about Eddie who gets the chance, Eddie, Eddie. And he has just been hot as a firecracker and we're not even in July yet, Lindsay. Yeah, that was a really cool moment for him, I'm sure. But it, it's something, something about playing these teams from the National League West. He just has a grudge against him or something because you saw him go off against Arizona, you know, in, including that ninth inning Grand Slam. You see him go off against Colorado, and on the month, like you said, eight home runs tied with Shohei Otani. He's got 19 RBIs. Uh, his slugging is 821. I mean, he's he's had very, very good series. And I think he's had a hit, uh, maybe, I or correction, he's been on base in all but two games in the month that he mm. played in. He didn't play in, in, I think, one game of of the Washington series. But for the most part, Eddie Rosario is doing He's the back to the NLCS Eddie that we saw in 2021, where he's just almost an impossible out. The defense has picked up, and and he's coming through with clutch hits again and again and again for Atlanta. And it's definitely something that lengthens the lineup when you can have somebody in the middle of this lefty mashing lineup that can hit righties like Eddie Rosario is doing to, this month. You called it because we'd said earlier he was struggling. Take a couple of months ago, uh, just he didn't hit the ball hard. Uh, seemed to be a lot of swings and misses, a lot of a lot of pop-ups, a lot of stuff that just it was almost like he was swinging for the fence and just not timing wasn't quite there. And you said, give him a little bit more experience. I know everybody doesn't want to do that because people were ready. To, you know, Braves fans are just we're all it's like, you know what? It's not working. Change it instead of letting it kind of work its process. And he has taken that process to the next level. And we'll get to Michael Harris Jr. here in a little bit as uh, he also was making a push for that. But, you know, it's all of them right now, Lindsay, as we talk about the first inning Braves are somebody that you do not want to mess with at this point if you're playing this Braves team. Yeah, I mean, in the first inning, the Braves have scored 66 runs, leads all of baseball. They've got 21 home runs, uh, and it, it's the team as a whole is batting 332 in the first inning. But I found, like, when I was digging in some of these numbers, I found it really interesting. Not only are they good uh, with, with, like, in the first inning, they're good at the very first pitch. Mm. So the first pitch of an at-bat, the Braves are batting 373. They're one of the few teams that get better when they're when they have nothing from from the opposing hitter. And it's funny because in that Colorado series, Ronald Acuna had a couple games where he didn't get a hit in the first inning, and it kind of felt like a disappointment. Like, yeah, like he's only batting 475 now and to lead off a game. It, it was so funny. It's kind of shows how our expectations have changed of him because of how good he's been in the first inning. And moving Ozzy to the two-hole has been a great improvement for just about everybody because Olsen's hitting better at five, Ozzy's hitting better at two, and the offense is even more deadly. Yeah, I was kind of worried about Olsen. You know, sometimes it, that'll work with the psyche of in a negative way for a hitter whenever you move them down the lineup because they won't see any, as many ABs. But it, they didn't seem to miss a beat. Like it was, I think the media tried to make a, I saw it on Twitter. I saw articles being released. They were like, they they didn't say we're moving Ozzy up. We're moving Olsen down 
That was the headline. And so I thought, man, when you start reading that, you start seeing message boards and everything, you got to wonder what it does for a player. But it has not affected him at all. No, it, Matt Olson has looked a little bit more comfortable. And honestly, it's kind of a better fit for him to not be in that two-hole because I've talked on here before, you had the great question about who would have more strikeouts, Spencer Strider or Matt Olson, <laughs> when the year was over. But if you have a guy who is more towards that three true outcomes of walk, strikeout, home run, then every time he's not putting the ball in play, it hurts such great on-base ability from Ronald Acuna Jr. So having Ozzy Albies who... Either way, is feels like he does. He's not going to strike out nearly as much. He's going to make more contact. That does give Ronald not only more chances to steal bases or to take extra bases on a base hit, but brings up the overall ceiling of this team. So while Ozzy's so hot, go ahead and stick him in the two hole. Let him keep doing that. And honestly, you don't really have to change the lineup a lot. I mean, no. this is what you've got for the most part. If there's a lefty starter, you'll swap out Eddie Rosario for Kevin Pillar, what we've seen a lot of. But other than that, this is the lineup, but it's reassuring knowing just about every day you can plug the same guys in, and if something goes wrong, do a little quick change like this and let it just take back off again. The one reason I don't mind Ozzy in the two-hole is because the third time around through the lineup, when Acuna is able to get on and take second, they're less likely to give that automatic walk and that pass to first to Ozzy. Mm -hmm. Whereas with Olsen being the power guy, they're more apt to probably, even though he may be 0 for 3 on the day, they may be able to put him, they may be able to, you know, they may put him down at first and take the bat out of his hands. And so I do like Ozzy in that two-hole, because you said a contact hitter, even a slow roller, Acuna can score from second. So, I mean, it's one of those things that uh, you love the fact that you got a guy up there that's going to put the ball in play. Speaking of which, 50 runs in six games, 50-plus runs in six games, I think at 56 is where they are, in six games, uh, is that good? <laughs> that feels really good. I mean, <laughs> on the series, they averaged like 10 runs a game, which yeah. is, which is, I mean, somebody asked me, I went on a radio in Atlanta Sunday night and somebody's like, can we expect this going forward? I'm like, well, that's not really sustainable, but, yeah. but it is a sign because it's happening despite not everybody in the lineup hitting. We've talked about mm -hmm. this all year. Ronald Acuna Jr. has been the only real constant as far as just about always on and always hitting. You saw... On Sunday, everybody in the Braves lineup got a hit and scored a run, but Austin Riley, who didn't yep. get a hit at all. And we put a piece up on the site on Monday morning about what is going on with Austin Riley and his, and his offense. But this kind of shows you when you have a couple guys who are hot, like an Eddie Rosario, like a Michael Harris Jr., mm -hmm. to go along with just the depth this lineup has. They can put up bunches of runs, and it's very, very hard to stop them. I mean, they've won six straight games now, and none of them were that close, simply mm. because the offense has been so good. Speaking of Harris Jr., he's batting darn near 500 over the last 12 games. And that's it uh, with four taters, 12 RBI. He had a five-hit game, which puts him in the same conversation as Andrew Jones. I know that everybody says, you don't need to make that comparison. Well, it's true. It's the only two center fielders that have ever done it for the Braves. So he's in the conversation whenever you start talking about record books. Uh, he's having a stellar June. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's something he needed, that catalyst, that big thing to kind of get him catapulted. And we wrote about it on the site about the Mets series. That second game, he has the conversation with with uh, Marcelo Zuna down in the tunnel, kind of a private yep. thing. He talked about it later. Uh, goes out, hard hit ball right after that, and then has a fantastic game after that. He's the first Braves player 
since 1900 to have a five-hit game out of the number nine spot in the order. And then, like mm. you said, he's the first player 22 or younger with a five-hit game for the Braves since Andrew Jones did it at 99. And so having that in the nine hole is, one, it's almost like a second leadoff hitter because right after him, you've got Ronald Acuna Jr., who you absolutely have to respect. And in front of him, you have Orlando Arcia, who leads all of the National League shortstops in batting yep. average. And so just goes back to the depth of this lineup. And then it goes to Michael Harris finally being healthy and comfortable. He was getting the rust off in the spring, had the back injury, came back from that, played a couple games, had the knee injury. So he just needed more time. If he had slumped to open the season, instead of opening the season, if he had slumped in August, I don't think we'd have realized it. Right. But because it was early in the year and he didn't have a bunch of stats, it made it look worse than it really was. I'm really glad Alex Anthopoulos didn't listen to some of our uh, YouTube commenters who said, send him down to AAA. Yeah. Just, he's fine. He's fine. He is. He's fine. You mentioned, it's funny you mentioned the bottom of the lineup, top of the lineup. So with Arcia, with Harris, with Acuna, with Albies, I said it the other day, I said, you got four leadoff guys. I mean, all four of them can lead off. All four of them are contact hitters. They're going to put, they're not going to strike out a lot. They're going to put the bat on the ball. That causes pitchers a lot of problems, especially when you go back now, since we're in the, the world of the DH universal, mm -hmm. as, as opposed to throwing a pitcher out there at the nine spot, hoping to bunt somebody over or just an automatic out. Now you pitchers really have to face. Everybody always talks about the heart of the lineup. If these guys are all swinging the bat well, Eight nine one two could be the heart of the lineup, as yeah. bad as it sounds. And, and so that's that's one thing that pitchers don't want to see. Yeah, and what I love also about having Ozzy in that two spot is, like you mentioned, contact hitter. He's only got forty three strikeouts in seventy two games, but he also leads the National League in RBIs with fifty two, and that was batting after Olson, who doesn't run well, and Murphy, who doesn't run well, and Austin mm -hmm. Riley, who's not you know who's average speed at best. Put him right behind Michael Harris and Ronald Acuna Jr. and see how well he does. It feels like it's a really good fit of contact ability as well as, uh, you know, uh, speedy guys in front of him mm. to bring it in. As long as Ozzy's hot or even normal, that feels like the best configuration. But since Ozzy's a little bit streaky, if he gets going slow again, you may see a change sometime mm. in the future and they find somebody else for that two-hole. Speaking of uh, staying hot and, and 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 being hot, the Philadelphia Phillies are not shying away from putting up runs right now either. Over their last uh, twelve games, they are or ten games, they're eight and two in that span, and uh, and they are also putting up numbers. They're not putting up the numbers that the Braves are, but they're still putting up. You know, Braves are fifty plus runs, Phillies are forty plus. That's still not that bad. Yeah, and if you look at what they did in the month of June, I've been really impressed with, I mean, they get swept by the Mets to open the month. But yeah. then after that, they've won uh, just about every series. They take two out of three from the Dodgers. They sweep Detroit, which we didn't do. They sweep Oakland, which we didn't do. They sweep Arizona. I mean, they, they've done some really good stuff. And we talked on this show, when you entered June, we're like 16 straight games against teams mm -hmm. with a losing record. Well, now they're 38 and 34 because they've had two separate six game win streaks in the month. But the funny thing to me, they entered the month of June, seven and a half games back. And as of Monday, they are sitting at eight games back. They've been so good in the month and they lost no. half a game in the standings because Atlanta has continued to also be hot. But this week isn't as easy as we thought it was going to be a couple weeks ago.
Well, it's not as easy, but the good news is, is the Braves were able to throw Strider out there for the first game of the series. So as far as probables go and what we expect to see out of both the Braves and the Phillies, and a little bit of a shakeup as far as the rotation is concerned for the Braves. Yeah, so Spencer Strider on Tuesday against Ranger Suarez. That'll be a lefty, so look for a little bit. Eddie Rosario being hot. He may still be in the lineup, but he may be out. We'll see there. That game's going to be on Valley Sports South, uh, 640 Eastern, a little bit earlier than we're used to. Uh, and TBS outside the broadcast area Wednesday. Excited about this. A.J. Smith-Shaver versus mm-hmm. Aaron Nola. Veteran mm-hmm. versus a rookie. Going to be a good matchup. Again, 6.40 p.m. And then Thursday, Bryce Elder versus Taiwan Walker for the uh, for the, the final game of the series, 105 Eastern on Thursday. They are pushing Jared Schuster back to Friday, which mm-hmm. will be in Cincinnati. Something where... They're not skipping him in the rotation. They're just adjusting the order a bit. And I think it's to kind of watch some of his innings. Uh, He's already sitting between minor leagues and major leagues. He's already sitting on 65 innings. His career high was he threw 139 last year. And he talked about towards the end of the year, he was definitely feeling it. And he wasn't quite the same pitcher. So they're trying to manage the workload a little bit. He'll get, he would have been middle of the series. He'll instead open up the Cincinnati series for Atlanta. I will say uh, predictions as far as this goes. I've got the Braves taking two of three. Uh, I would love to see a sweep, but uh, the Phillies being as hot as they are, I just don't know that the Braves are going to continue the tear at the plate like they're doing right now. I mean, they got to have an off game at some point in time, uh, but that doesn't mean that it won't happen twice. But I still say two of three against the Phillies just to show why you're the number one team. I feel good about you don't have to face Zach Wheeler. Zach Wheeler's had your yeah. number. You avoid him in this series, thankfully. Uh, I like the matchups as far as the pitchers go. Atlanta's done pretty well against Aaron Nola. I'm going to go, I, I want to say 3-0. and I'm going to say 2-1 and simply because I'm never confident enough calling a sweep. Uh, and it's it's always bad news when we're on the same the, the same it wavelength is. on this. Yep. But I'm They'll go 1-2 go and two two. now. Thanks for that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I'm going to go 2-1 and one as well. And I think that if you drop one, it's probably going to end up being that that game three getaway day thing where Cincinnati just uh, where Philadelphia tries to rally a little bit to not get swept yeah and they you know it's 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 so fun because as you said you know you got all these games that are coming up and the pitching rotations and the thing is is we don't even have a full staff yet like yeah. every it's 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 an embarrassment of riches hopefully by the end of the season maybe that'll get some guys some more rest by the after the all-star break whenever that takes place uh, but as hot as the Braves are right now they're still not at full strength and I think that that's got some teams around the league worried of what they will see in the second half of the season when you and I talked about they finally quit playing the pointless interleague games and they finally start playing divisional matchups uh, pretty much all on top of one another after the all-star break up until the end of the season. So Yeah, it, it blows my mind that you're seeing Philly for essentially the first time in June. It, it doesn't make any sense to me. I know, it's crazy. So uh, we both say two and one, which means we'll either get swept or go one and two because that's the kiss of death out of both of us. He's Lindsey Crosby. I've been Taylor Braves today. Braves underscore today on the Twitter. Bravestoday.com for all of the written conduct. Lindsey, as always, I appreciate it, bud. Thanks for having me. Chop on.